In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear faithful, we've just read in the epistle these words of St. Peter and some words that stand out is those at the very beginning, dearly beloved, be you all of one mind, having compassion one of another, being lovers of the brotherhood, merciful, modest and humble. What greater example could I give you today than that of the Blessed Virgin Mary in her visitation to her cousin Elizabeth, which is the feast we celebrate in the sanctoral cycle for today, the 2nd of July. So just to look a little bit at her humility and then her great charity. So let us remember, firstly, that she had just been howled the mother of God at the Annunciation. And at the Annunciation, she received confirmation of this miraculous conception of Jesus in her womb by the news that her own old cousin had conceived a child and was bearing that child and was now six months pregnant. And not being overwhelmed by the, 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 this great dignity, this incomprehensible dignity that had just been bestowed upon her, she went as the handmaid uh, to St. Elizabeth, there to her sis, assist her. So there we see her great humility. And also we see her profound charity. The sacred scripture tells us that she made this difficult journey with haste. And the, the journey was some 69 miles. So just think about a, a journey from here to halfway to Goulburn. Uh, through robbers, through difficulties, uh, on foot and herself being, being pregnant. But she went with haste, keen to, to, to be there, to be of assistance to her cousin. This perfect charity which is tender, which is, which is prompt, which has this great desire to give one, oneself. We see that in our, in our Lady. And it was the action of God in her, her soul that prompted her to make this act. You know, when God is, is working in a, in a soul fully, that, that soul is, is responsive to the, to the graces that are, are given and the inspirations of the Holy Ghost that are given. And it was really the inspiration of the Holy Ghost that made Mary to move and to thereby be a mediator, an intermediary, by which grace would flow to St. John the Baptist. That's what the Holy Ghost wanted. And so we know that already just at Our Lady's word to St. Elizabeth, the child leapt in her, in her womb and was sanctified in her womb. And by sanctified, we mean cleansed from original sin. 
You know, St. John the Baptist was not conceived without original sin. No, he, he had original sin at his conception. He was born without original sin, sanctified in the womb from this close contact with the Blessed Virgin Mary. From this, we see that, you know, in the order of redemption, the Blessed Virgin Mary has always been there to apply the fruits of redemption to souls. You know, just there at the very beginning, being this intermediary by which grace was given to St. John the Baptist. And St. Elizabeth howls her, Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Yes, she hadn't yet been told of the, the, the miraculous conception, but she knew it. Elizabeth knew it from this, uh, from, this, uh, from this contact with the Blessed Virgin Mary. And she continues, Elizabeth continues, Whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come unto me? You know, if we were uh, given great compliments, we would, we, would, uh, we would perhaps blush a little bit, but uh, in some way kind of pat our own self on, on the back. We would be filled with pride. And what does the Blessed Virgin Mary do? In all her humility, she refers it all back to God. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. Because he has regarded the humility of his handmaid. For behold, henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. Because he that is mighty hath done great things to me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is from generation to generation to them that fear him. It's beautiful, magnificent. He has showed might in his arm. He has scattered the proud in the conceit of their heart. He hath put down the mighty from their thrones and he has exalted the lowly. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath given help to his servant Israel, mindful of his mercies, even as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. Yes, the way that God works and the way that the Blessed Virgin Mary works is they come to humble souls. You know, you look at the little children of Fatima, or you look at Our Lady's visitation at La Salette to Melanie and Maxim, or at Lourdes to St. Bernadette, and you come to these humble uh, souls. And so that's what we want to become. So on this, on this, on this feast day, what, what are we to take? What are we to, to learn? Uh, well, we want to come closer to the Mother of God. Yes. We are to see that the Divine Mother of God is the treasurer of all the graces that our Lord won on the cross for us. And she's the dispenser of those graces to us. <clears throat> St. Germanus says, as, as so many other saints say, that there is no one saved but by thee. No one who receives a gift of God but through thee. And St. Saint, uh, Lawrence, Saint Richard of St. Lawrence, he also has some beautiful words in the praise of the Blessed Virgin Mary, making this comparison, you know, God made the sun 
and by its means light, that it might be diffused upon the whole earth. So he has made Mary, that by her all divine mercies may be dispensed to the world. Yes, an interesting question is proposed by St. Saint Bernard. Uh, and he says, if, if Mary was already full of grace, how Mary full of grace at the Annunciation, as she was called, what more could the coming of the Divine Spirit, the Holy Ghost, effect in her? And he says that the Holy Ghost filled her to overflowing for our good, that from her superabundance, we miserable creatures might be provided. So she'd been filled to overflowing. And we know, you know, if you, if you have a, a great fountain, uh, it's so easy to get water from it uh, uh, because it abides there in abundance. Well, Our Lady is like that with regard to, to grace. St. Bernard will also say that it was because the Blessed Virgin Mary was not yet born that in ancient times the great abundance of graces which now uh, we see flow to the world was wanting because this desirable channel did not yet exist. Yes, um, God waited for the Blessed Virgin Mary to come into this world and for the Messiah our Lord Jesus Christ, to enter into it. And then grace flowed. He established his, his, his church. He worked all of these miracles. He proved all, all, all of the prophet, prophecies. He established his church and all of the sacraments. Yes, and this was dependent upon the Blessed Virgin Mary in the plan of, of, of God. And so what we have to remember uh, of the Blessed Virgin Mary then is her desire to do good uh, to us and the power that she has before God, before her, her son. Our Lady knows very well, or she knows all things in, in God and she knows our, our needs, she knows our, our miseries. She wants simply to be asked uh, uh, for her assistance. And if we are to receive visitations from Mary, inspirations from Mary, we also have to visit her. And we visit her by turning to her image in our own homes with the image of the Blessed Virgin Mary displayed there by the little altars that we might be able to visit um, in honour of her. And so today on this, the visitation... Let us learn charity from the Blessed Virgin Mary, charity for God and charity for neighbour, which she exemplifies. And as St. Paul says to the Hebrews, let us therefore go with confidence to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace in sensible aid. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.